we come um, to you this evening. Uh, God, we just pray that you would continue to speak through us. God, I pray that you would give us uh, clarity of speech. God, that you would give us clarity of mind. Um, God, our topic today is, again, a, a very tough one. And we don't want to address it without you. Yes. God, we want our hearts to be in tune with you. Uh, we don't want to speak from... We want to give our opinion, but we don't want to speak as if our opinion is right. God, we want your uh, your opinion. We, uh, we want your word to be the final say, even if it goes against how we think right now. God, help us to see that even in this podcast. God, as we conversate and talk, God, I pray that your words uh, would come to our minds, that, that would come through our mouths, and that uh, Jeff and I as well as our listeners would be changed by what is talked about today. God, our hope is to follow you and you alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome back, family. <clears throat> Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, we're going to make praying um, to start the episode like a tradition. Yeah. As far as regular practice. Yeah. Because it really does help. Like yeah. the last time, that was a tough conversation about identity. And the cool thing was once we prayed, um, though I was still very terrified to talk about this mm-hmm. topic, uh, once we prayed, I had a little bit more courage. And then as we went on, uh, even my own faith was like strengthened mm-hmm. um, and even some of my own like convictions came back out. And I think that was the work of the Holy Spirit. So I was glad about that. Definitely. So, guys, uh, you know, we were racking our brains on and, and asking God, God, what do you want to talk about today? Yeah. And, you know, shout out to Twitter. Man. Twitter is insane and horrible, but <laughs> Twitter does help you see what a lot of people are are thinking and talking about mm-hmm. and you get to see all types of uh, opinions and viewpoints and stuff like that and so um i was on twitter i'm scrolling and i see people talking about john MacArthur, and i'm like oh what did john MacArthur do this time <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we talked about johnny uh pastor johnny mack in episode three um yeah three or five or something like that yeah. yeah, it was way back then. Yeah, it was like way back. Definitely when we were in our baby podcast days. Man, with the lapel mic. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> the echoey CLC. Hey. Um, and so I was like, what did he do? And um, this one uh, pastor, uh, the Beatty, I forget his full name, uh, black guy. He's He literally just said, John MacArthur's thoughts on voting. Have at it. And he had the link. <laughs> and I was like. Oh man! Uh, if that's all he's gonna say, okay. So when I clicked on it, and I watched this six-minute, seven-minute video, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is what we're talking about today, God." All right. Yeah. Um, guys, man, this is insane. So we have an election coming up in a few months, um, and oof, it's a tough the church and politics, man. So we've we've kind of like hinted at this in multiple episodes, but I think we're gonna like really just nail down um, where we are when it comes to politics and 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 our opinion on where Christians should be. Again, we can't speak for all Christians, but I believe after reading the Bible and and have my relationship with God over the few years that I've been alive. I, I feel like what we're going to say is where we should be um, as, as, as Christians, as followers of Jesus. Um, okay. So, uh, so some things just, just came up that I, didn't, I wasn't aware of, uh, which makes more sense to, our video clip and I think I'll mention it a little bit later okay and I'll show it to you now so then we can rock through it because I, I I was unaware um, as Jeff was talking like the our politics mm-hmm. right now um, it heavily influences our view of like Christianity our view of uh, pretty much everything like it, it just shows us uh, it gives us a filter to look the world through but the problem with that is like politics is not the filter we should be using to look at the world mm-hmm. um, we should be using the Bible and the Bible alone and we shouldn't be using politics to either to even fuel other people to make decisions regarding the church like that's that's just not the right way to go about it yeah man um, so before I even play the clip we're gonna play it piece by piece and then kind of dissect it as we go but mm-hmm. um, I saw some things on Twitter from different people 
that I agreed and disagreed with. And one guy, I don't remember his name, um, but he was he had a, a like a few tweets thread that he was just like, pastors should not be telling their congregation who to vote for. Yeah, um, and I agree with that. I think it's the pastor's job to educate the, his congregate his or her congregation on what the Bible says, what God says, mm-hmm. and use what the word of God says to make your decisions <clears throat> for on sure. How you interact with your society. Yeah. Um, whatever country you live in, whatever nation, whatever government you exist in. Um, I mean, I guess there's, there are certain times when there's like a clear understanding of like this, like if there's someone who's like taking office, um, who's clearly not fit. And I'm not even talking about Donald Trump, but I'm talking mm-hmm. about in general. Um, and if anyone's like taking office and they're clearly not fit for it, or, um, they're they, like they're clearly a part of something that is like evil or wrong then the church should stand up and speak up against what the person is doing that is wrong um, but it should the church shouldn't endorse a, a candidate in, yeah. in a sense like yeah. your church or your pastor shouldn't say like this is who you vote for mm-hmm. um, mainly in especially like in, in, in America right now yeah. because the truth is neither candidate is Christian like in the sense of like mm-hmm. looking at it in the broader scale like none of them are like uh, quote unquote following Jesus to exactly. to an extent that um, that our pastors are so it'd be yeah, like you can just f- full on get behind yeah. like, mm-hmm. this is the person yeah like if it was if it was like one of our pastors mm-hmm. running for president if Francis Chan ran for president oh he got my I'm in, we out there <laughs> bro I'm out there picking it I, let's go <laughs> I'm with it let's go but that's because of how he lives his life and he how he professes publicly the mm-hmm. name of Jesus President Trump ain't doing that yeah. Um, Biden definitely ain't doing that. Biden ain't doing that. Like Kamala Harris ain't doing that. Mike no. Pence is, is apparently thing, a Christian, but like behind yeah. no. the thing is like the, the the hard thing. This is why it's definitely hard to mix church and politics. Like though we might say it's like oh church the the the, the separation of church and state and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but the truth is it's all mixed in. Like yeah. we we say it in in word, but it doesn't happen um, mm-hmm. in the physical or in reality. Um, it is, it's mixed up and it's, it's, it's ugly and it's messy. Um, but the truth is like you, as a politician, there's no way you're going to win any seat in the government by being a Christian, That's right. like a real one. Mm-hmm. There's no way because they are of the world. Yes. When they see you, they're like, like when I watched Bernie Sanders, uh, talk about that one candidate for, uh, mm-hmm. to be, uh, was it a justice? Something senator or something or, or a cabinet or, no, member, like, yeah, something. Like he was that. a cabinet member, and he was like, Bernie Sanders was literally like chopping Just this dude down, like, him, like, oh, you're uh, believing the Bible and you're so, against this, and yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, sir, I'm a Christian, like, <laughs> it's like, and it's and he's like, you 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 say it as if I came up with this reasoning by myself, mm-hmm. like I'm the one who worked. No, this is my faith. This is what yeah. my faith says. And well, somebody's a Muslim, so you're just saying that they're not going to heaven. Um, well, that's first of all, that's not. That's not the job that I'm getting yeah, hired for. I don't understand for. why it has to do with me being able to be in this cabinet. <laughs> and then secondly, it's like even uh, this is not this is not even my decision. Yeah, like you think, I didn't make this up. Take this up with God. Like yeah. Bernie, you and God need to talk. Yeah. Clearly, you and you and God need to have a conversation. Thousands of years older than both of us. <laughs> so, so like you got to deal with this. Um, so, so crazy. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and start, and I'm sure we'll be motivated to stop. <laughs> at certain points and just happen. hey and please like so as much. you guys are listening to it just pray like yes. um we just we are not trying to start nothing like <laughs> i just feel like people are gonna be like y'all just trying to be messy we're not trying we're to be messy. really not man it's just it's just alarming to hear certain things and yes. when we hear things that are alarming to us we just want to bring it to y'all so yeah. y'all can hear it as well yeah all right here we go oh lord <laughs> pastor has uh the president reached out. Has he responded? Have you had a conversation with him? Yes. As a matter of fact, um, not last Sunday, but the Sunday before, he called me after the Sunday morning service, and uh, he was very gracious and said, um, I just want to thank you for taking a stand. Church is essential, and I'm, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. And then we talked a little bit about why, from certainly a biblical standpoint, Christians could not vote Democratic mm. because there's no way that a Christian can affirm the slaughter of babies, 
homosexual activity, homosexual marriage, or any kind of gross immorality, no way we could, you know, stand behind a candidate who was affirming transgender behavior, which of course is really the reprobate mind of Romans one. So I, I said, these things aren't even political for us, uh, sir. I said, these things are biblical. These things are laid down by, by the word of God. And we love God. We desire to honor him and upholding righteousness in a society is what a church is supposed to do. So I said, any real true believer is going to be on your side in this election because it's not just an individual. It's an entire set of policies that Christians cannot in any way affirm. Okay, let's we'll pause here. So, so first of all, who, who's on the tape? Who's on the recording? John MacArthur here um, being interviewed. I'm not really sure. I think it might be like Christianity Today or some some Christian publication is, is, is interviewing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first of all, there is a lot in here that I do agree with him on. 100%. Um, but, bro, what in the world? So literally after our last episode where we're talking about identity and how we need to be, you know, I don't see how you would think that this saying what you just said is going to convince any person who's struggling with their identity to be like, all right, I'm rocking with these Christians. I'm, I'm going to come over there. Like, I'm not saying we need to, like, pander or cater to people in the LGBTQ plus community. True. But say those <laughs> transgender, like, the way you sit, come on, dude. That's not loving yeah. at all. Like, oh, and like, it's, you, like, John MacArthur obviously has a track record of not being loving. Um, yeah. And, and kind of like, re, like, uh, confronting things either that he doesn't understand or things that he sees is wrong um coming at them from a perspective of like a uh like a pharisee like i was gonna say a pharisee i didn't want to say yeah, it it's like very pharisee it's very pharisaical the way he approaches things um and sometimes it's uh he's a type of he's a type of guy who's like he'll i mean and granted he's older so i mean probably when i get to his age I don't really care. Gonna be, I'm, I'm going to say what I, I want to say. Yeah, you so, offended too bad. <laughs> literally, I'm not going to really yeah. care. Um, only got like what I got another like six years and I'm gone. <laughs> so I'm going to say whatever I want. So I get that part. The thing is, as a um, as a as a prominent pastor, you you don't you can't uh, say certain things because what it does is it makes people number one feel forced into camps. And as a as a Christian, we we are the body. Like you can't divide the body up into certain sections and say like, okay, so you know the left half of the body wants to go to the right, and the right half of the body wants to go to the left. We just gonna split apart. Like that's not. But that's what yeah. that's that's what you're bringing into. Um, that's what you're bringing into the conversation. You're bringing division, which is nowhere in the Bible for you to do. And when you say uh, something like, if you are what he he said something like crazy like you have to be like if you're you must be incompetent or like basically saying like if you don't vote for Donald Trump you're, you're an idiot you're not believer. you're not a true believer and yeah. you're dumb and if you are a believer you're a dumb one like oh, man. and I was just like you can't <sighs> now oh man this is such a difficult thing to to deal with because the Democratic Party is, and I hate getting political. Me this too. is this is extremely like because uncomfortable. When, uh, well, right before you go, we have to remember that the Democratic Party and a Democrat and a Democrat person who or a person who votes Democrat, they're not the same. Hmm. Like we keep thinking that because someone votes Democrat. That they that they agree with everything, everything. Democrats are doing. Mm-hmm. That's just not the truth. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of something we need to debunk in our society. That's really that's a great point because there's those four areas that that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Yeah, with Tim Keller. Mm-hmm. That I just feel like politics and and what he's saying is just way too simplistic. Yeah, you're simplifying it down to where there's no room for nuance or complexity. Trying to make these boxes, man. You're just putting people. This is the either you're this or this, and that's it. And we've said this before. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. Nope. Like, 
So to say you, if you vote Democrat, you're not a Christian. Basically, you. He, he's telling the president first of all. <laughs> oh, there's so much here. <laughs> so he had he he lists all the issues he has with the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. which okay. They granted, were, they those were, are things that are huge, very issues. much unbiblical. For sure. You can't argue with that. I feel like you could have said it in a way less harsher way, mm-hmm. a little bit more gracious and loving and gentle and kind. To people who don't know yes. God. Yes. <laughs> that would have been nice. Um, but you didn't. But I, I see, okay, those things are wrong. And you're telling the president this. Did you call him out on his issues? Did you call out the Republican Party on all of its issues? issues? Or you're just going to blame and blast one side? And that's the problem with politics in general. It has to be one. Like People can't deal with uh, with a candidate who who's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not all this and I'm not all that. Like They need to know, like, oh, no, no, you're either all, mm-hmm. all for everything we stand for or you're for nothing that we stand for. And, like, the only person you can really do that with is, like, Jesus. Jesus is the only person that can say, like, hey, look, I'm either all in. You're either all in with me or you're, all, or you're not. Like, and, but even he gives grace that says, like, hey, if you're on the fence, look, we can talk it out. But, like, this is my standard. I'm, I'm not changing from this. Mm-hmm. But we try, to make it, we try to make these parties a part we've of our. We've turned the traditions of man. We've placed them over the traditions oh, of God. We the have. word of God, which is what Jesus said. Don't yes. do this. So true, man. We yeah, and man. we're missing the mark on so many levels. I just don't get how he can speak so boldly and strongly against against the Democratic Party, and have like I said, just have nothing, nothing to, to say, say about the and just be like, you have to vote for public. You have our vote, Mr. President. You got it. Real believers, we are one hundred percent with you. And then I'm like, how? And which believers are you talking to? What? Yes, definitely. What Bible are you reading? We're going to continue. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, Pastor, I'm so thankful that you mentioned that uh, from a biblical, convictional standpoint. We, as you know, we have, there are critics within evangelicalism, conservative evangelicalism, who would like to suggest that the Bible has no prescribed political system, the Bible has no prescribed economic order or system of things, and that... Okay, I got to stop right there. <laughs> Because this is hilarious to me. Oh, my okay. gosh. Just the question itself. The question is hilarious. So he says, he says there's our people who say, you know, um, the Bible doesn't really tell us how to do certain things. It doesn't tell you how to interact with voting because, let's be real, all throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament, mm-hmm. there's no, they weren't dealing with democracy. No. Um there was no like no, it Roman was, no, it was way kings. of like interacting with the Roman government. Like you're in an empire, yes, and whatever they tell you to do, you're doing, doing it. Like or um, you get out. Like or KB, die. KB in his sermon that he was preaching about a few days ago, he was saying like you you wouldn't be protesting. <laughs> no, you'd be if dead. You if you go out there and try to protest something, it's a you're getting crucified. Yeah. It's a wrap. There's no protesting what the government's doing no. or. or there's you no interaction. A- so the Bible does not have a prescription for how we're supposed to interact with a government. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there was none. Yeah. And then the government that was established in the Bible, the only government that I've ever seen established by God is the kingdom of Israel. Amen. And he tells them, gives them rules, laws. This is how you're supposed to be mm-hmm. without even a king. Yes. And then he, okay, okay, you guys want a king? Cool. Here's, but still... This is how your society is supposed to be governed. He yes. has a clear establishment of how it's supposed to work. That's not America, guys. Not even, not even in the slightest. It's not America. He does not establish any other style of government. We are not in a government governed by the Lord. I don't know. We're why. not. Like I don't know why. So why? How can we marry to a political party? I don't know, Jeff. I don't understand. I don't know. I, I don't have an answer to that because I'm, I'm, I'm baffled at the fact that. We think America, or we thought America was ever Christian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something that, uh, when we look at the history of America, like from the start, like it was from never 1619. It was never Once Christian. Slaves got there, and you have Christian pastors and stuff saying that it's cool, and they own slaves and all that stuff. Not Christianity. It's not at all. Like they had to change the Bible. They literally have to cut out parts of the I Bible. I think eighty percent of the Old Testament, fifty percent of the New Testament. Just give so the slave Bible. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't got no Christianity. The fact that you had to make 
first of all, the Bible literally says that in the book of Revelation, anybody who removes mm-hmm. or adds to this, let him be a curse. So, like, whoever removed that stuff and gave it to the slaves and their Bible, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know where you are right now. And on top of that, you're you you kidnap people from Africa who already were Christian. Yeah, they, the Christianity's already reached them. It wasn't like, well, without slavery, there would have been no black Christians. That's not true. No, we were Christian way before we became slaves. Mm-hmm. We had already heard about it. No doubt. So don't try to do that. It was first of all, it's closer to us than anybody yeah, else. So. Exactly. <laughs> and then he talks about people. The Christians don't think there's a, a prescribed economic system. Oh my gosh. Now hold on. All throughout that Bible, <laughs> Old and New Testament, it's, it's, Jesus it's, says, if, if you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me. You need to give to the poor. You need mm-hmm. to do all about doing justice. Yes, how to treat the immigrant. The, how to treat the immigrant, resident, alien. It literally says in the Bible, in I think in Leviticus, you're to have the same exact laws for the resident alien as the citizen. Mm-hmm. Like there should be no distinction. You should be treated completely equally by the law. Yep. Right. The whole system of how the economics worked with the gleaning system, with, with your crops oh, yeah. and how you take care of the poor and how like you do not own anything. It's been given it's to you by, by God, God. Therefore you have an obligation mm-hmm. to share with the less fortune to the widow and the orphan. and the yes. fathers. Hold on. There's no prescribed economic system. What you talking about, Doug? It's a whole. And then, if there is one, Republican Party sure enough ain't doing it. Oh, heck no. You're the last ones out here worried about what the Bible says about economics. And helping the poor and Mm -hmm. helping the immigrant. No, trickle down. It'll trickle down. Cut the taxes. and and, It doesn't trickle down, fam. Yeah. There's a stopper in that. that, Oh, it's mine. Hold on. Mm -hmm. I earned all this wealth. And you're telling me I have to give to the poor? That's Marxist. That's communist. (laughs) It's not American. Okay, well, it's biblical. There you go. So now what you got to say? And that's where I feel like as, as if the way that we've like merged Christianity and America uh, and, and America is it's sickening, bro. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, it's, it's disgusting. Um, and I think even I oh, can't remember where I saw this at, but it said like once you mix Christianity with anything else, mm-hmm. I don't care what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Once you mix Christianity, Christianity with anything else, it, it's no longer mm-hmm. Christianity. Nope. Like, do you want to say, oh, it's Christian, it's Christianity and this? No, 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 no. Christianity light. Like, <laughs> diluted. No, like, you, you, there's there's no such thing. And what we've created is a, is a culture of people being patriotic and accounted mm-hmm. to them as righteousness. Damn. And that is, like, never. That is suppo- deep. <laughs> it's never supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, you being a patriot of this country does not make you right with God. Where did that? Come on. I don't know where that came from, Come but that's where on. we that's where we stand right now. And I'm like, and then if you oppose it, you are like a Satanist. Yes. If you oppose this nation, mm-hmm. you're going. Th- then hell. you're going to hell. And then now you're going to have the pushback will be, but no, it says you need to obey your government and submit to your government and blah blah. blah. Very true. Mm-hmm. But you know how that is to be done. Come on, read Daniel chapter three. Yeah. Uh. And the, and the three Hebrew boys and how they had to deal with their nation. And if you for one second think that America is represented by those three boys and not Babylon <laughs> and King Nebuchadnezzar, I don't know what history book you read, but you need to go find a new one. With this, this is Babylon. This is Babylon. Bro. We're closer to the Roman Empire than we are any any than the nation of Israel. We're not standing up. Even the whole, even the whole like democracy thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate democracy. Absolutely. I this appreciate is not anti-American. No, but at the same time, like you think about it, like. It's even hard to stand up for anything in America mm. because it's, America's always. This is the problem with democracy. Unless it's America, Unless it's because America. America has become, America has become this nation's god. Oh yeah, this nation worships itself. It mm-hmm. worships America. It's idolatry. That's what it is. We have a huge idolatry problem in this country. We're gonna take a break, and uh, cool off, Man. and uh, we'll be back. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, uh, this is a commercial for Preacher's Hour. Out of pentecost. Uh, yeah, our, <laughs> our Patreon, guys. So uh, we talked about it a little bit in some episodes, but uh, this is the actual commercial for it. So we have a Patreon. They have a website as well as an app that you can get. Um, and we have two tiers on our Patreon. If you know how Patreon works, if you watch other YouTubers, everyone has it. My brother has one. Heck, people are using it. So we have a donation tier, which is $3 a month. 
don't get any extra perks you're literally just helping us out we just would love it we, we appreciate, appreciate it. it we um, appreciate it and then we have a five dollar a month tier and that one you would get access to our YouTube live that we will do. So we're gonna start doing, we did an Instagram live before, we're gonna start doing YouTube lives and they'll only be for our $5 a month patrons. Um, and they'll be able to do like live Q and A's with us and it'll just be really interactive. So if you don't wanna miss out on that, hit on our Patreon real quick. The link will be in the description of our episodes. Uh, it's patreon.com slash preachers hour. need more information, hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, help us out. Yeah, man. All right, back to your regularly scheduled program. And we are back. That was a long break for us, but for you guys, it'll only be a few seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, if we're not canceled yet, let's continue uh, with the interview. That that all of this voting and whatnot falls under the category of Christian liberty. Literally, I I know of, and I can think of off the top of my head, certain groups within um, mainstream conservative, put that in in quotations, but evangelicalism, that would want to allow for liberty to dominate in that area and say, well, you know, Christians can vote, pull the lever for a Democrat, Christians can pull a Democrat for uh, uh, the lever for a Republican, and at the end of the day, single issue, one issue voting, or whatever else you put in that category, should not dominate uh, uh, the Christian ethic. How would you respond to that? Yeah, that sounds like 25 or 30 years ago, mm. when the differences were sociological or economic between, you know, ownership and and labor. That that is long gone. Uh, look, let me give you a framework uh, in the way that I think of it. Um, we have a we have a world full of fallen people. Um, you have to restrain these fallen people. God knows that, and God basically put into place four restraints. The first restraint is individual. It's the law of God written in the heart. Uh, Romans two. It's either accusing or excusing. So God has a mechanism in every human being. It's part of being human that triggers guilt when you do something against the law of God written in the heart. Now, this society has literally assaulted the conscience. This society says you should never think badly of yourself, no matter what you do, you're who you are, this is who you are, you ought to be proud of who you are. And the the law that now reigns in our society is an upside down version of God's law written in the heart. So basically you create a new immorality and call it morality, you slaughter the conscience. So the individual restraint is gone. We even So on that front, I don't disagree with, with Mr. MacArthur, with Pastor MacArthur. Um, we talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah. Um, that is true. Mm-hmm. Our society today basically says that you can create your own identity and like no one can tell you otherwise and that right. I don't even know if our if our society has a way anymore of classifying immorality. I don't even know if they like that term. No. Heck like no. you could be a bad guy if you're racist, um, homophobic, xenophobic, mm-hmm. whatever. If you're any of those, then that's bad. But mm-hmm. other than that, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, basically, if it's, uh, which is so weird now, if it doesn't hurt the majority mm-hmm. of, our th- of our way of thinking, then it's cool. Yeah. But if you're... If you're in any way like stopping the like stopping what we think is love, mm-hmm. uh, if you're in any way stopping what we think is good for our children or our society, even if it leads to the damnation and destruction, if we think it's good, then it's good yeah. because we we agreed as a nation mm-hmm. or we agreed as a society that this was okay. Yeah. Um, but the sad thing is like it's just not. So yeah. I totally agree with with John MacArthur in this, um, and this is nothing why I believe that as a Christian. You can't be one-sided, yes, um, because there's good and there's bad in in everything, yes, <laughs> in everything except for God. So, uh, all right, yeah, let's keep going. But, but he's these four areas <clears throat> that God has put in place; these four restraints that God has put in place. I'm cool with the first one. Let's let's see about the rest, you guys. Talk about unconscionable things. The second restraint that God built is the family, and that restraint works through parents who raise their children with discipline and virtue. 
that is completely devastated. And what you're seeing running loose in the streets are kids who were raised without a family mm. and if in a family without family providing any discipline or any consequences for bad behavior. Mm. Mm. So I don't know if he meant it this way, uh, he meant it this but why way. did you say running in the streets? Where what are you talking about? Where else do bad kids go? Like, who is he talking about, John? That sounded very particular to a certain <laughs> group of human beings in this country. Yeah. Uh, Mexican, black, people in the hood. That's what it sounded like he was talking people about. People of color. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and not even that, just like the whole like disciplinary thing. Um, raising children without discipline. That's not like a... <clears throat> that is not a... Uh, I don't know. From my experience, it's not necessarily like just just a black or people of color issue. Um, Nobody's out here parenting. Yeah, literally. Like, and I, and 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 I think maybe he would agree with that. Again, I don't know if he like really meant that the way it came out. I just think he didn't choose his words very very oh, wisely. Not, not at all. <laughs> um, and I would agree that parenting is is in a very strange place. Oh, yeah. I don't care what race you are. Mm -hmm. Like it seems like a lot of people are just letting their kids do whatever they want. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I, for I fear of the government, number one. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I remember when I was a kid, a lot of my friends didn't get whoopings. So that was so strange. It was just like, wait, what do you? You don't mean? get spankings. You don't get. Your parents no, don't love you. They don't touch <laughs> you at all. Look, what do you get? Oh, you get grounded or yeah, like time out. Time out. And I was like, man, I would love a timeout. And like, they be calling their parents by their first name, <laughs> Joanne. And then the timeout lasts about two seconds. And they still get what they want, dude. Like, it's it's it was crazy growing up. Um, and and yes, I I want to, and this is why I say again, it has to be both. And so I do agree that there is, uh, there is child abuse out here. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with child yes. abuse, but also I do believe there are loving parents who are whooping their kids, not to destroy them, but to teach yes. them a lesson, and they're not trying to. They're not trying to uh, make them like. How do I say it? It's it's punitive, I guess, in nature, mm -hmm. but it's restorative. So it's like I'm not like my parents didn't just whoop me um, because they just thought it was fun or or out of anger. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it was like, no, you did something really dumb, and in in order to preserve your life, you need to get this. So like, yes. I had a really bad habit of like running in the street, like just. I was just, I was an excited kid. I was super, like, excited with the ball. Football went over the fence. I'm just, bam, going to get it. I didn't pay attention. At one point in my life, I almost got hit by a truck, and my dad was like, come here. Come here. Look, I love you. Go in that room. And I was like, you dang. Up, you need to learn. But he, he was trying to save my yes. life. And it's like, when you are young and immature, you don't understand. Fear is, is the, the first way you learn. Mm-hmm. Right. Every exactly. every animal is like that. You, mm -hmm. Hey, these are your predators. You need to be afraid of when you see this. Yeah. Be afraid. Yeah. Like that's why the Bible tells us to fear the Lord. Amen. You're supposed to be afraid. There are a lot of things. I've said this many times <laughs> on the podcast. There's a lot of things I didn't do in life because I was afraid of my parents. Yeah. And then as I got more mature, I realized, okay, this is not good for me. Let me not do this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to disappoint my parents. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Right. But, I didn't but know at first, time. I'm scared. Yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. They can whip my behind. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was, that's a major issue. So when it comes to like parenting um, in the United States, uh, one thing that we just kind of missed is like people are afraid to punish their children or to discipline their children because they're afraid that like their kid will come out and be like hey call cps or whatever mm. and have like consequences um they also they also don't think that it's loving true they feel like well i need to be friends with my kid and mm -hmm. nice to my kid and, and make them happy and that's loving no it's actually loving to discipline god disciplines those he loves yes yeah and it, and it's a big gap like as i look at my as i look at my life i'm like at the time of the punishment, which the Bible also says this, mm -hmm. no one is happy about being being disciplined in the moment. Mm -hmm. But if once you mature, you understand how vital that discipline was yes. and how helpful it was for you as you mature. Like I look back on my life and I'm like, yo, I am grateful for all the spankings I got. Mm -hmm. Like I, they were all deserved. <laughs> Every last one of them. Were my, my look, my mm -hmm. parents. As much as I would be like, I didn't deserve. I didn't even deserve a whooping for that. When I at 31 years old now, I'm like, dog, you Showed you deserve every single mm -hmm. one. 
Like you think you didn't deserve it, but the truth is you needed it. Um, and it helped like that your parents, um, whooping me, my parents whooping me changed the way that I viewed, not just the world, but the, the way I viewed God. Hmm. Like as I got older, it's like, okay, now I understand why I went through X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I understand why my parents put me through X, Y, and Z because they were trying to teach me how to be not only just safe in life, like physically safe mm-hmm. and stop doing dumb stuff uh, and how to like not get arrested and stuff like that. Not just that, but that it also taught me how to um, how to love someone even when they do something bad. Yes. So my, my parents, were the, they, they weren't the type of parents that were like, you did something bad, I'm going to whoop you, and now you got to find somewhere else to live. Mm-hmm. No, it was like, mm-hmm. you did something bad, I'm going to whoop you, and hey, come eat some food. Yeah, come eat I dinner. love you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, a, a solid way to love someone. Yeah. So John's like one and a half for two right now. Yeah. Okay. This is where he just, out here I don't in the know streets. what he's talking about on this one. So the family has been devastated. The third thing God ordained his government, and that's the police that carry the sword to punish evildoers Bruh. and protect those who do good. What? <laughs> what? Hold on. That sounds like a talking point that was given to him. Like, like, like say this. President, the president was like, listen, talk about the police and make them look good. Like, what? Where? Where? What? Where in the Bible does it say the police need to carry the sword? They and punish, punish evil doers. doers. Are they the to Avengers? protect those who are good? Number two, two things here. Number one, who is good? Is a, is a big question. Like mm-hmm. who is? We're good? all evil doers. They should be punishing according, everybody, including according themselves. According to the Bible, none is good. <laughs> yeah. No, not one. So in that sense, I'm like, bro, who are you talking about? And and God instituted governments. Yeah. I I don't. I don't see that. I, I Where? Could, I could give him the stretch of like God places people in in, in positions yes, of authority. God allows people, he allows governments to exist. He allows nations to exist. Mm-hmm. He allows certain, you know, if you were put in power, it's because God allowed it. Yes. But I don't see how don't God, I mean, if anything, you're reading the Bible, governments were some of the most evil, destructive all of, instruments even, of oppression even israel's even israel's the one that was instituted the only government that i've seen in the bible please correct me if i'm wrong yeah. audience the only government instituted by god was the nation of israel yeah and he told them exactly how to do stuff and it was supposed to live a, a, a just nation and be anti-oppression help the immigrant help the poor help the widow they didn't help the orphan <laughs> and they were not doing their job not at all so the government was not Restraining humanity, they were they were the ones out here. Yeah, let's go yeah. worship other gods. Let's do all this crazy stuff. Make us more money. And then you look at all the other governments mentioned in the Bible, just totally Assyria. They were all terrible. Babylon, Rome, they were instruments of oppression. Mm-hmm. God used them to punish Israel. Yeah, but He didn't ordain them and use them to restrain human. E- what are you talking mm-hmm. about, John? Even the whole fact, like the the whole like. First of all, when you say police and sword in the same sentence, <laughs> what is not a good, what are you not a good mix? The police, how, what, how do you get anywhere in the Bible talking about police? There's and no, what they're doing is what they're supposed to be doing. There is zero police in the Bible, just to let you know. Like the only force you could talk about are the Roman, the Roman soldiers who are walking around just trying to keep the peace, but they weren't policing. No, and then the the corrupt Jewish uh, guards that came and kidnapped or arrested Jesus. Yeah. They weren't punishing evil doers. What do you no. talk? What? They, and the only and the only punishment that the, those religious leaders were doing were punishing the people who were speaking up about Christ. Mm-hmm. So they were never in the right in the first place. Mm-mm. So I don't know where uh, Pastor MacArthur is getting what is this that from. from? Um, but I definitely this is again why you cannot endorse a political mm-hmm. party like. If you choose to vote a certain way, that is totally fine as a pastor. You have the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Like, it's totally up to you. Go ahead. But you don't have the right to, number one, try to condemn a whole party and everyone who agrees with and endorse any that and whole then, other one. And endorse a, that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. That's not even, that's not even, that's not even wise. Like, the, the, the only thing you can do by making a statement like John MacArthur is making is to bring about division in the yes, church. Like you said. Trying to trying to make people uh, trying to put people against people in their own church. I mean, even to the point where, like, if us in this room, me, you, and even Josiah behind the camera, if we had a political stance on something, 
we can talk about it because we're we're brothers. Mm-hmm. Like if you believed in something and I wasn't too cool with it, or Josiah believed in something and I wasn't too cool, we could literally have a conversation about it and still love each other. And we would open the Bible. And we would open the Bible. To... <laughs> and that would be the final authority. Yeah, and technically we would really open the Bible to see it was right. But mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, that's what we would. <laughs> we would do. But the truth is, we would still love each other. But yes. you can't do that on a on a huge scale. Like you can't take your whole church and be like, all right, if you're a Democrat, and I'm I'm literally thinking like. What if there's Democrats in your church? They John? leaving. They left. <laughs> you literally just took you. Which is like you've just literally sent people away, not for biblical reasons. Like no. you said, hey, you can't. They don't want to be here anymore. They feel unloved. Yeah. Instead of saying, listen, I'm not a Republican. You should not be a Democrat. We should not fit into either camp. Right. Because we fit into the family of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we agree with issues that this party says, yeah. and we disagree with these issues. We agree with issues that this party says, and we disagree with these issues. Mm-hmm. Like we, you cannot, if you take the whole Bible, the entire view of the Lord, you cannot agree with one. You Maybe. can't. There's mm-hmm. no way you can pick a party. Yeah, because you could say, if he has come on here and said the Democratic Party is more off, more unbiblical than the Republican Party, okay, I can kind of see that. But you in, have to in a call sense, it. though, because even yes. that makes like yeah. And then because what that that argument does is, or I guess my my pushback would be, then that means you're saying that certain things are more evil than other things. That's so you're true. saying that or abor- exactly. that abortion is worse than uh, oppressing people. Or you're saying mm-hmm. that um, that that homosexuality is worse than uh, not caring for immigrants. immigrants yeah, but very to God, point. it's all the same. That's a very good point. So we we really can't say like, oh, it's more righteous. Like they're both wrong, but they mm-hmm. all they both stand for. They both have some truth, mm-hmm. and they both some have some truth. biblical principles that are good mm-hmm. for humanity. Even uh, the Democratic Party says they they don't believe in. They're, even if they're trying to be atheists, mm-hmm. they still have biblical principles. Yeah, right? that, yeah they, that they that they uphold to because mm-hmm. the there's fact a little is, bit of truth. Yeah, there's more like morality comes from God. So mm-hmm. any anything that is good mm-hmm. is going to come from God. So either party that has anything good in it, um, it's godly. Yeah. So the reason why we can't fully assimilate to either side is uh the reason why we can't do it is because it's going to cause people to feel as if like this party is the christian party mm. and this is what republicans are really trying to yes. do they're trying to say no we are the christian like they are clearly not the christian party they don't even claim to be christian well at least we're claiming to be christian yeah yeah in word and the the sad part is they've they've taken the word evangelical and and now it is literally just a constituent group mm-hmm it's a group of constituents like in the Republican Party. Yeah. We got to make sure we appeal to the evangelicals and the working, the hard, the far blue collar workers. And the, like, so you're just literally like a political demographic. Yeah. Now. Instead of being evangelical means you are trying to spread the good news. Uh, you're yeah. trying to do the evangelion, which where the word evangelical evangelism comes from. It's been actually reduced down to a, a political group in America. Yeah. Like I can't even call myself an even. Uh, I'm. I can't have evangelical in anything. Because, anything because oh, so you're 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 a Republican. No man, I'm a Christian. Yeah, and that's where we that's where we need to stand. That's what we need to. Uh, that's where that's where we need to assimilate to just biblical principles. Whatever the Bible says, this is what we go for. Mm-hmm. When it's against the Bible, when we brought up the whole uh, uh, Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar mm-hmm. uh, topic about the fiery furnace and the boys. They they got to a point where they're like, okay, we can rock with this government mm-hmm. until something until like this, this happens. Yes, when you want me to worship something else, I can't do that. If yeah. I'm a, I can be a, I don't even know what I would be. I can't. I, I don't want to say I'm a Democrat or a Republican. Mm-hmm. The, the truth is, I'm neither one of them. Yeah. But like, I can rock with either party until they try to make sense. Until you tell me that like I have to say abortion is okay, I, I can't rock with you yeah. anymore. Until you make me say that America is my God. Or I gotta be a quote unquote patriot. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can only go with you so far, yes. and then it's gonna be a clear difference. And if you want to throw me in the furnace, you want to cancel yeah. me. Go all ahead. right, you just gotta do it because yeah. I'm not going to say that that's okay in either party. Yeah, I'm not picking any of them. Like, like what Pastor Carl said this morning. He said, um, if the government forbids you from doing what God commands and commands you from doing what God forbids, forbids, you gotta you stop. Just gotta stop. Because when we read that story, like. Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah. I hate using their Babylonian names. I yeah. hate when people say, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. If you knew what those names meant, yeah, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't say them. But 
they had government jobs. They did. They were high up in the Babylonian government. They were like in they the were officials. Yeah. Like that's what it's like being in the world, but not of the world. They were in it. Mm-hmm. Like they existed. They didn't like divorce themselves from Babylon. Mm-mm. But when it came time for them to cross that line, they're like, yeah. we're not. No, we stopping no. here. We're not going to be patriotic. No, nope. we're not going to support this country, this government mm-hmm. when it goes against God. We're going to stop. Mm-hmm. Even if it costs us our life. And yeah. the truth is what Pastor Carl alluded to uh, also is uh, we can't as Christians be scared to stand up in public about what we stand for, especially when it comes to like the Bible. Because what, what happened in that story um, with the three Hebrew boys is that they could have gotten to the point where they like they saw the furnace getting heated up seven times hotter and could have been like, yeah, like this is going to hurt, guys. Like, let's not know, do it. Let's, we should, we let's should not, just bow down. We should just, just bow just down. One just, just one time. Yeah. And then like we'll hide every time the music comes on. They could have came up with something clever or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were very smart kids. Though they could have literally come up with anything. But the thing was, they wanted to prove to Nebuchadnezzar that their God was real. Mm-hmm. Like, if we, if we have to assimilate to a certain political party in order for us to be Christian, mm-hmm. then that means our God's not real. The God that we believe in our mind is not real. If I need a political party to protect my ability to go to church and yes. to have a church and to worship God. I don't have a. I'd I rather have God have to protect me than some political. Party. Right. I, I'm not standing with you because you claim like you're you're trying to be my savior. No, mm-hmm. Republicans, you're not my savior. Democrats, you're not my savior. Mm-hmm. God is my savior, mm-hmm. and whatever He says, go. Even if that means you're going to try to take me out. Even if that means you're going to try to cancel, make my, make my life harder. If I truly believe that God is real and God is like is is specifically in love with me and caring for me and providing for me specifically as a person. Then even if I get my even if I lose my job, mm-hmm. I still gotta trust them. Even mm-hmm. if I lose my my funding, I'm still gonna trust them. Even if I get knocked off of uh, whatever podcast places we stream, we're still gonna do this. Like yes. we don't need the. It's hilarious too. I thought about this. We don't even need like uh, these these platforms. Like this is the easy way to get our to mm-hmm. get our podcast out. Mm-hmm. It's not the only way right. to get our podcast out. Right. And if God wants this to go further. He'll do it without We're gonna them. Do it. Yeah. It's going to happen without them, regardless. So I think this is something that, like, if you're a Christian and you're listening to this podcast, you have to find somewhere to stand on. And I, I want to urge you not to stand on any political party because mm-hmm. that's like standing on the sand. And if the waters come, you are going to sink. But if you stand on the rock of Jesus Christ, then you will be able to withstand the whole storm. Everything's going to happen. And and mind you, like. I, I'm I'm just pro- I'm just projecting from where I am now, but I'm like 20 years from now, political parties are gonna be way different. It's yeah. not it's not gonna be a thing. Like I, yeah. it's because I'm thinking about <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to always look at people who were like 30 years older older, and be like, man, they are so old. I heard like, dude, they are ancient, and now here I am at 31 years old, being like, dude. Gen Z is going to be in our spots. Like right now, there are people in Congress the same age as me. Wow. When Dang. I was like 16, 17, Dang. there was That's none. That's crazy to think about. But now there's people in Congress yeah. same age as me. And when I hit like 40, 45, 46, I'm going to be like, dude, there's people who were president the same age as me. Like wow. when you're young, it's just not a thing. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you're like, oh my gosh. Like literally, I think about. Donald Trump, he's like 70 something years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like, I know, like, my my great aunt is still alive and she's 72. And I'm pretty sure she's like, dude, I never thought I'd be able to see someone my age in the White House. Dang, that's super deep. It's crazy. But now imagine someone from Gen Z mm-hmm. in Congress. What does that look like, conservative yeah. or not? Yeah. I mean, how conservative, how much more conservative can you be 20 years from now? Like unless unless we're gonna be communists, like there's no like there's no other way to be a conservative, um, because the, the the climate of this country is changing. So the only thing that you can really stand on is Jesus, yeah, because he'll stand the test of time. Political parties have changed. Mm-hmm. There was a time when Democrats were like super conservative and Republicans were the ones that were like wilding out, mm-hmm. and then it swapped. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know how it happened, but it just swapped. Uh, but the truth is, as we go forward in time, 
we will be able to see these things change. But the thing that we can always stand on is God who, uh, who never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yeah. So I want to take a quick break. I'm not actually going to pause anything. I just want to take a quick break to, to plug our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening, please go to YouTube on your phone or on your computer, whatever, and sign and I mean uh, sign in whatever you gotta do subscribe to the preachers hour YouTube please, page please please Josiah is putting in that work yeah um, doing a fantastic I, job. I sent the video our last video to my parents and uh, they watched they both like well we love this great content mm-hmm. I was like if you guys could subscribe that'd be great my mom said when I figure out how to subscribe <laughs> I, I was like oh dang so it's uh, a big red button. I gotta I gotta help her with that sometime. Uh, hilarious. But please. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you're yes. not subscribed, yes. please subscribe. Like please you're already do. here. Like you're already there. Just go ahead and just you know, hit that thing. Yeah. Um and if you are subscribed, thank you. We appreciate yeah. you. Um and uh yeah, check out the Patreon as you already saw in the previous ad in this episode. Yeah, that's now, gonna really help too. Yeah, so we got a few more minutes on this on this video. I wanna finish it. And the last thing I think we're going to do is like, uh, so, so what? Like, yeah. a, like a, what's your answer then? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> and you're seeing that completely assaulted and attacked. The, the fourth and the most effective, because it has eternal truth tied to it, is the church. So I'm not at all surprised that you have an assault on the conscience by the Democratic Party where homosexuality, immorality at any kind of level, transgenderism is fine, acceptable behavior, and we ought to make laws to normalize it. I'm not at all surprised that the family is destroyed through divorce and uh, abortion, which is the destruction of the, the very reason for marriage. I'm not surprised. First of all, Marriage, the reason for marriage is not to have kids. I have not seen that in the Bible. Please help me with that, people. Kids are not part of the marriage. They're part of your family. Mm -hmm. The purpose of getting married is to glorify God and reflect the relationship between Christ and the church. Yes. It's not about having kids. If if you're married and you don't have kids, that doesn't mean you're you're not fulfilling the purpose of marriage. Otherwise, me and my wife are not married, technically, because we haven't had kids yet. Right. Or if you're barren and you can't have kids, you mean you're not really married? Mm. No. I don't see where he got that. That doesn't that was, make any sense. That was crazy. Also, what was crazy is the fact that like, he talks about divorce. Um, when Donald Trump's been divorced like umpteen times. Did you when you were on the phone with your president, you talk <laughs> did you say, Hey, by the way, you are contributing you getting all them divorces, man. You're <laughs> contributing to the downfall of the family and yeah. the family union. I bet you didn't say a word to him about his divorces. Nah, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Is that they're screaming to defund the police? because that's the next restraint to go and i was just waiting for when they were going to hit the church Mm. so if that's the democratic platform then it is an all-out massive comprehensive assault on god Mm. and on what god has placed in the world to protect people to allow for civilization to flourish so that that he can be honored in that civilization because they see him through the law in the heart, through the family, passing righteousness from one generation to the next, through law and order, and through the church, which is the pillar and ground of the truth, salt and light in the world. It doesn't surprise me that every one of these institutions has been, is being completely assaulted and attacked. Mm -hmm. And since the Democratic Party has that attack and assault as their platform, I mean, just think of this. Joe Biden said the other day, he's going to make sure he fills his cabinet with Muslims. That is that is as anti-Christian a statement as you could possibly make. That no, is a not. blasphemy of the true and living God. So none of this surprises me, but this is not some random thing. You can see this is systematically assaulting all the things that God has placed in the world for humanity to flourish. No, no thinking person, no person who wanted any kind of life for anyone in the future could possibly affirm that kind of behavior and one of the core tenets and you reference uh, islam the core tenets in sharia law i mean it's it's diametrically antithetical uh, diametrically opposed antithetical in every way to the u.s constitution uh in terms of freedom and the liberties um i'd just like to point out 
that in the U.S. Constitution, you want to talk about freedom <laughs> and, and liberty and all that, there's this thing called the 13th Amendment, which you might think, well, that got rid of slavery. Yes, except if you read it carefully, it says <laughs> if, you if you're convicted of a crime, then you are legally a slave and, and it's a property okay of the state and you're property of the state and you lose all your rights. You're not a human anymore. So no, no the right Constitution, if you want to talk about Sharia laws, <laughs> antithetical to the U.S. Constitution, the Constitution is antithetical, antithetical to, to the Bible <laughs> and freedom like, on, on, on so many levels. That's yeah. first of all, what what John MacArthur said about putting Muslims in cabinet in the cabinet, in the cabinet would be blasphemy now this doesn't make any sense yeah because the cabinet is not biblical it's not biblical <laughs> like I don't know it's a secular but, institution and this is the thing this is what makes, this doesn't make any sense you are basing John MacArthur is basing his his thought process on the fact that America is Christian mm-hmm. he's assuming that America is a Christian nation with a Christian government it's I it's not <laughs> maybe maybe like 50 years ago you could have got close to an argument now that the truth is out and people know that america is like has been evil from day one look you you can't you can't make something that was never meant to be righteous righteous like america wasn't wasn't meant to be righteous like i don't know like okay the, the, i don't even know if the stories are true now that i now that i'm quote unquote woke i don't even know if the, if the stories are true but the fact that like you had these christians who wanted to leave um the like the england, the england because mm-hmm. of the catholic rule to be able to worship they wanted the way they wanted to worship and they come to america and like some of the first things they do is like get rid of the people who are already here mm-hmm. and they brought their slaves with them Oh, I mean, (laughs) they brought slaves with them. (laughs) So you're owning human beings talking about we need some freedom. We need some religious freedom over here. How do you how do you come back to work, slave? (laughs) (laughs) And and the crazy thing is that even Jesus, uh, he said a parable about um, the one who was like forgiven of a debt Mm -hmm. and then goes back to collect debt Mm -hmm. from other people, Mm -hmm. from the people that owe that person. And he says that that person is uh, he calls them wicked. Mm -hmm. Um, He calls them he calls them some other things. But basically, the guy is like nowhere near God. Like the person that does things like this, nowhere near God. You can't scream freedom, 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 and then enslave people, mm-hmm. and then they scream freedom, 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 and you say shut up. Yeah. Like I mean, and that's not just in the beginning. It's not just sixteen nineteen. You're talking about all the way up through the Civil War. I mean, in eighteen fifty two, when Frederick Douglass is is he was freed from slave. He, he freed himself. He ran away from slavery. 14 years prior so he's he was, when he was 34 years old he's mm. been a freed person for 14 years still doesn't have any rights because he's not a legal citizen right he's escaped slave and a black person he's asked to speak um in front of this this organization i'm gonna mess the name up but it's essentially like the, a, the women the rochester women for the the uh abolishment of slavery so this organization of white people women mostly who were like against slavery, they want to get rid of slavery mm-hmm. great they bring him to speak on the 4th of july oh yeah and mm-hmm. he gave, he gives his famous like 4th of july speech like mm-hmm. where's the 4th of july to the to the slave to the slave like, to the negro why did he ask them why did you bring me up here to talk about freedom that i don't have but you get to have mm-hmm. so like like this idea that that america is christian you cannot be when god is totally anti-slavery and if you are questioning that at all there's an amazing sermon by um by a rapper named kb yeah um he talks all about it. he goes in detail about about it um colossians 3 when it talks about slaves obey your masters mm-hmm. he breaks it down beautifully yeah i highly recommend listening to it then you'll understand that god's always been against slavery yeah and then the the way we view slavery because of american slavery mm-hmm. It was not the same in the Bible. Chattel slavery was not a thing. It's, it wasn't even based on race. Not at all. And it wasn't perpetual and it wasn't forever. Yeah. And there was, it was meant to be gotten out of. You're yeah. supposed to exit slavery. Mm-hmm. There was always an end date. Not, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't. It, and then you didn't. Uh, you Whenever you got your freedom, whatever you brought into it, you, that you mm-hmm. left with that. Mm-hmm. So if you had children, if you had like you, you didn't just keep claiming kids and breeding slaves. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't the idea. It was like these slaves. They worked. They were almost like employees, paying off like a debt or something. 
Yeah. So that was the end of the video, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I will say that that was just a seven minute clip of the interview. I didn't yeah. see the entire interview, but. That's unless he was like, oh, by the way, everything I said in that seven minutes was not true. <laughs> unless he says that later in the interview or something. I don't need to see the rest of the interview. You're, no. you're off. Yeah. Um, so if we're not supposed to align ourselves with either political party, what then are we supposed to do? Because I'm going to be honest with you, Brandon. I do not know what I'm going to do November 3rd. I have yeah. no idea if I'm even going to vote. Yeah. Because... As much as I, I see him saying about the Democratic Party and I see, I, I can't rock with the Democratic Party anymore. Yeah. I voted Democrat the last two elections. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do that this time. True. But I cannot vote for Agent Orange. I can't vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> I can't, <Agent> man. <laughs> because he's not a Christian. No. I don't care what y'all thought. He's fighting for Christians. No, no, bro. He's not. he's not fighting for the, the poor, the widow, the orphan, the, the immigrant. The only thing he's fighting for is the vote. Yes. Like, that's what he's and, about. And this is, this is I'm, I'm okay, I'm going to be, so I don't know what I'm going to do uh, November 3rd either. But what I know is like, the reason why I can't vote for Donald Trump this time around is if you've noticed, uh, if you notice elections and if you've noticed second terms, the they're on the, the the president who serves the second term is on his way out regardless. Mm -hmm. So he knows that there's nothing he can the, there's nothing there's nothing he needs to get reelected for. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm fearful mm. of a free reigning Donald Trump yes. who doesn't have to submit to the voters because this was the restrained yes <laughs> Donald Trump these last because there's like I, if he wants to get reelected there's certain things you can't do the same thing with uh, President Barack mm -hmm. Obama the mm -hmm. same literally with any president who, who who went for a second term. Like the, their first term, they're trying to continue to appease the uh, the voter the the voter base so they can get reelected and then do all the dirt that they really want to do in the mm -hmm. first term that they couldn't. So this is what makes me fearful of reelecting Donald Trump. Yeah. He will go all out and he won't care. And he's you think he you think it's bad care now. now, right? I'm like yeah. you think it's bad now. This is restrained Donald. Like imagine yeah. Donald like without restraint. Secondly, um, when it comes to just voting in general. Look, guys, I think there are things that we that we can vote for when it comes to like your your city, mm -hmm. um, like your district, things that matter. Like um, there's a song by uh, this rapper with yellow hair. I can't remember his name, but uh, he talks about like how we always focus on the presidential election. And the truth is like presidential elections don't really affect mm -hmm. the hood that much. Like or, or they don't affect the country, the that country much, that much. Really yeah. and truly. It's it's what's happening on like a uh, for for you in your neighborhood or your hood if you live in the hood is your district and your city like elections mm -hmm. like that's really really important and, and the the midterm elections are way yeah. more important than the presidential like election who you're putting into the Congress House. they're mm -hmm. the ones actually making the law they're the one writing the laws yes so the president has a, has the power to like a veto a law mm -hmm. um, he can suggest things yeah and he can do executive orders but the the Congress has the real power yeah. So yeah. that's what you want to change. So if you're going to vote, um, like look towards those midterm elections. Mm -hmm. Like if anything else, like I, I know president is like, oh, it, it's a division. But the truth is it, it only divides for like a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And then we think about people who are in Congress, like um, they serve like a long time. Yeah. The House is six years I think. and the Senate is two years. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the other way around. No, I don't know. I teach this stuff. Well, either way it goes. I'm just saying they serve a longer time than the president. They can get like yes, the other way around. But can't they get reelected over and over again? Yeah, there's no limit on their terms. Exactly. So, yeah, so the House is is two years and the Senate is six years. Yeah. Um, but they can get reelected yeah, over they, and you over. Can over. Be, it's a, you can be a career. Like you yeah. can, there are people that have been in Congress for like 20 years. So this is why I'm saying I believe it's more important to vote for Senate mm -hmm. and House representative. Um, because they're there longer and they're the ones actually writing yes. the laws that go into place in our country. Um, and then also, like, don't think too big. Like, I I, I don't know. I mean, people always say, like, you know, your vote counts. Your vote does count. But where your vote counts more is, like, local. is local. Like, mm -hmm. as much as you want to think, like, okay, I'm, I don't know if I want to vote for this president or that president. Look, that's your decision. You mm -hmm. can choose to vote or not vote. The fact that you have a right to vote doesn't mean you that you that you have to vote mm -hmm. for a president. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not talking yeah. about like an idea or a, or a political party. Like you know, you can vote 
for things that matter to your community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you should start. Um, the Bible literally says like first to uh, first to uh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem Judea. and then Judea, mm-hmm. um, then Samaria, then the rest of the world. So it's like start at home. Like yeah. if you if you didn't vote midterm last time around, mm-hmm. like focus on yeah. who's 2022 coming. 2022 is going to be more important than 2020. Yeah. So I say like work yeah. on that one. Uh, work on the, on on knowing your propositions and things that yeah. are being passed. Who's your who's running for city council? Yeah, who's, yeah. Even like superintendent of schools. Like I didn't think yes. that was a big deal, but like now, like I mean, obviously coronavirus like mm-hmm. amplified everything. But yeah, it's like I just didn't. Something I didn't think about. Like I didn't even mm-hmm. vote for superintendents. I was like, whatever. Yeah. I don't care about that. I'm just voting for like the yeah. big ones. Judges. All oh, judges. DA. So, DA. That's super yeah. important. Yeah. Like these are things that can change. Your but community. I think the biggest thing that we've got to we've got to realize is we've got to look at all of the major issues. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, you cannot side with one party. No. You can't just be, you, you have to be just as on fire for pro-life and, and you know, biblical sexuality as you are for social justice yeah. and, and helping the poor, immigration law. Mm-hmm. Like you, we have to be, as followers of Jesus, not Both patriots, imp- yeah. I have to care about immigrants. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're here illegally. Right. That's not in the Bible. No. Illegal or legal, that's made by the state. Like, that's a secular thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the, we're not going by the laws of the Old Testament here. Yeah. We made the laws. We can't trust them mm-hmm. completely. Obviously, you go, law and order, law and order. Okay, whatever. <laughs> if God's not governing it, I don't trust it. No. If you're not trying to follow the, what the Lord says, you're mm-hmm. trying to go what man says, I don't trust you completely. Yeah. Because you're just going to be corruption. So we've got to be 100% on fire about all of the issues, not just pick the ones that we like the most. For sure. I think that's good, man. I think that's uh, that helps us out a lot. Hopefully, like all of you listeners got a good glimpse of that and what that's supposed to look like. Um, obviously, this was our our attempt at like de- dissecting John's uh, interview, Pastor John's interview. I don't want to give him his yeah, respect. Yeah. Um, but also like seeing the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, mm-hmm. look guys, it's not like, it's not as simple as it seems. It's yes. not as simplistic as you want it to be. It is complicated. And it's that way for a reason. It's so that um, God can continue to have, can continue to use Christians as instruments of preservation mm-hmm. of our society um, but also change of like our community. Mm-hmm. I don't think God is trying to get it to change the whole nation. Yes. I don't think he's trying to get the whole, like that's leadership of, a, of the nation. People who are like up there with them, they can change that. But as for you and where you are, you have to start in your own community, mm-hmm. change the hearts of your community and be effective there. Like, yes. don't think like, Oh, I'm going to vote for whatever president and like that. He's going to change. Gonna he's going to fix all the No, that's not what, ch- that's not what fixes any of the problems. The thing that fixes the problem is Christians being real Christians mm-hmm. and like being in your community and helping people out um, when they need it and being like the the hands and feet of Jesus in this time. Amen. All right. Thanks for the response to the last episode, everybody. We'll see how you guys, you know, interact with this one. Yeah. We thank you for your time and listening and we love you. And we'll see you on the next one. All right, y'all. Peace. Bye.